Because I think a lot of women, especially, like people are told, bring your whole self to work. And it's BS. We're really not supposed to bring everything, right? You have to show people, you have to build confidence. Hello, my name is Didi. And you're listening to Thrivefecta, a limited audio series from BMO Wealth Management celebrating Women's History Month. Each episode of the podcast is a triple threat of insight from women thriving in business, finance, and life. We're really excited for today's guest. Christine Sandman Stone is an author and a founder at Deliver at Scale. Based in Chicago, she advises executives and cohorts of leaders and provides managers and mentees with tools to flourish. She has transformed technology teams at corporations, including McDonald's, Volkswagen, Dell, and numerous startups. Christine has raised four children and is the author of The Parent Track, work-life balance hacks to elevate your career and raise good humans. Her second book is coming this June and focuses on first-time people managers. She has some great insights to share with us today, so let's hand it over to Christine Sandman Stone. Hi, I'm Christine. I'm based in Chicago. I advise organizations and leaders, especially when their organizations are growing to a new scale. I'm a partner to one, a parent to four, and a mentor to many, and I'm really glad to be here today. My favorite business and career advice I got a number of years ago. I was listening to a talk by Carla Harris, and if you've never heard her speak before, I highly recommend you track her down. She was the first black and the first woman at Morgan Stanley. She rose to their executive ranks, and she gives talks to people about career. And her advice I've never forgotten, and I've repeated to hundreds of people since I heard it the first time. She says, you have to know the difference between a mentor and a sponsor. She kind of gives the background. She says, when each of us is being considered for a promotion or a new opportunity, it's usually happening in a talent roundtable, a big meeting of executive leaders inside of an organization, and they're behind closed doors, and they're on one side of the doors, and we're on the other. And each of us has to know, like, who is my sponsor that's in that room? Who's going to tell my story, carry my flag, know great things to share about me so that my opportunity really comes to be? And she said the biggest mistake that each of us makes sometimes is confusing a mentor and a sponsor. You know, your mentor is the person you're supposed to go to when you have a doubt, when you have a challenge, when you need to get something solved. But it's critical that your sponsor not hear about those moments of doubt or those moments of challenge because they need to confidently advocate for you. So she said this, and I've never forgotten it. You tell your mentor the good, the bad, and the ugly. And you tell your sponsor the good, the good, and the good. That is the best career advice I've ever gotten. And I wish I would have heard it earlier because I think a lot of women, especially like people are told, bring your whole self to work. And it's BS. We're really not supposed to bring everything, right? The truth is, is that everybody needs to see our confident self so that they have confidence that when they advocate for us, it'll come out well on the other side. 
I realized later in my career that this had happened to me. There was a huge project that I really wanted in my company. I had four small children. I worked for this great guy that I really admired a lot. He thought really well of me. He knew that I burned the midnight oil to get things done for him. He'd know like when I had a sick kid, we shared a lot about our lives. I told him, you know, what I was navigating at home. Uh, he knew exactly what I delivered for him. And this big project came up and I didn't get it. So I kind of like took a deep breath and I went to his office and I said, you know that project? And he said, yeah, you got it. I said, no, I didn't. And he said, no, 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 you got it. And I told him to give it to someone else. And I was like, oh, shoot. And he could tell immediately how, how, how much I wanted it. And he said, Christine, like, what's going on? And I said, I made plans to delegate work, to make room that I had space to get this done. And he said, I thought it was going to be the straw that broke the camel's back. I was looking out for you. I didn't want to put you in a position where you were fail. I really wanted you to have great next opportunities at this company. And I was afraid that that would just be too much pressure. And I said, man, I really wanted that project. So he went back and he actually got the project reassigned to me. And I balanced out my workload so that I could handle it. But I realized later I'd been treating him like my mentor and he knew so much about me and my life and my balance and the challenges that I had. But he really needed to be treated more like my sponsor. Had I just reminded him of all the great things that I was getting done and not shared quite so much about some of the challenges I was overcoming to get there, he would have been able to advocate for me on that project without thinking twice. The best financial advice I've ever gotten is one word, and that word is counter. When you get an offer, you counter every single time. I didn't learn this until later in my career, but the data shows that women rarely counter and men almost always counter. So if you think about that, if you think about maybe I went up um, you know, with a man, we were both given the same job offer and the same salary, and then the man countered for something higher. What that did for him is that changes a number of things. That changes the percentage of his bonus that he's paid working off of that base. That might change his commission structure. Next year, when he gets a raise, he's actually getting a raise as a percentage against his former base. And if you start to think about this, these small decisions, these countering moves have implications for our entire career, especially for our compensation trajectory. So when I mentor young women now, I say you counter everything. Just recently, I had a young woman who had been part of a layoff and I was working with her and she was so excited. She got a job offer right around Thanksgiving, which is a very unusual time to get a job offer. Um, she thought she was going to have to wait until January. She was excited about the company, the boss, the money was more than she expected. And I said, you have to counter. And she was like, Christine, I'm just so grateful. I don't want to mess anything up. I said, no counter. And she went back and asked for another $5,000 and they gave it to her. They didn't even blink and they gave it to her. So if you think about the number of times that you might be able to do that across your career, it changes your wealth that you end up with at the end of your career lifespan. So 
always, always counter. Years ago, my dad told me, do what you love. And my dad's a smart guy, so I did what he said. And I went to college and I studied philosophy and English. So I came out of college with very strong capabilities and critical thinking and in writing and no idea what I would do with it. I kind of fell into technology and it's a natural space for someone with my talents. I can look at big complicated things and bring solutions in. I can solve problems and then I can explain them back clearly inside of my organizations. So it worked out really well for me. And later At a midpoint in my career, I was in a master's program for organizational development. And that's basically the study of how you get the best out of individuals and teams. And I learned the science behind what my dad said to me years ago. So I don't know if you know this, but the worst way for me to find out what you are great at is for me to ask you, what are you great at? I know that sounds weird, but what sounds even weirder is the question that I ask you that actually gives me an accurate answer. And the question that I ask you is, what makes you happy? This is really interesting because the data behind this bears this out. When we're happy at work, it's usually because we're delivering a quality outcome. People are complimenting us. When we're measured against others who do similar work, we're usually scored more highly than they are. We get it done quickly because we're good at it and we're able to move through the work. So when each of us pays attention to those moments when we're kind of in a state of flow or we're really enjoying things, we're very proud of it, those are indicators of data beneath the surface that our work is excellent, that it has an impact on our organizations, it has an impact on those around us, and that we're able to do it with more efficiency than others. So the best advice that I can give all of us about life is pay attention to what you love. And the thing I can tell you from my experience is, I love things for a while and then I master them and they get boring and I find myself looking for indicators of the next thing that will interest me and then I move to that. So I wish you all a big career and a life of finding things that you love. Thank you, Christine, for sharing such thoughtful insights. If you want more of Christine's wisdom, be sure to pick up her book, The Parent Track work-life balance hacks to elevate your career and raise good humans. It's available on Amazon. It's a collection of real-life success tips for working households. Earlier, we mentioned her book coming this June. Watch for The Modern Management Mentor, a collection of over 50 working tools for people managers. Find more on her website, www.christinesandmanstone.com. We'll put some links in the show notes. Thank you for listening. Be sure to check out all the episodes of Thrivefecta being released throughout Women's History Month. For the full playlist of episodes, click the link in the show notes or visit wealth.bmoharris.com insights. You can find the podcast wherever you listen. Simply search for BMO Thrivefecta. At BMO, we're committed to real financial progress for every woman, so they're prepared to seize every opportunity. BMO creates innovative educational programs for women and sponsors organizations that support women entrepreneurs. And through the BMO Celebrating Women program, 
we proudly recognize women for their philanthropy, entrepreneurship, and innovation. Contact BMO Wealth Management through our website at wealth.bmoharris.com. A big thank you to all who made this show possible. For a full list of credits, please check out the description where you can also read our disclosure. Thanks for listening. See you next time.